0: what's up you guys we are back in the lab with hoopsology i'm matt thomas hope you guys had a great thanksgiving happy belated thanksgiving yeah you know it's funny i was thinking man what am i going to talk about this week i guess i could i could talk about my rockets a little bit because you know they've they have a four-game win streak going um you know, I I might be able to talk about them a little bit more because I, I don't know what I'm gonna talk about. And then it dawned on me we have so much to cover this week. <laughs> and we are you know at a time that's typically a little more dull in the league, but there's a ton going on. I mean, you you see the tags in the description. Um, we got a lot to get to. First, I wanna mention some things that we have released uh within the past Couple days here. Uh, we had Justin had the pleasure of talking with Sean Grande, the Celtics radio play by play announcer. That was a great chat. Really enjoyed listening to that. So shout out to Justin uh, for a great job on that interview. Really think you guys will enjoy that too. And then just this morning, we released um, an interview with Dave King who is the managing editor of Bright Side of the Sun and does a Phoenix Suns podcast called Solar Panel. He had some great info about the Robert Sarver investigation and where that's going or not going, as well as uh, some great insight on... The Suns and their 17-game win streak, hottest team in the NBA right now, sitting pretty at the top of the West after beating the Warriors this week head-to-head. So that's some stuff we have on our channel that you uh, can listen to if you want to catch up with that. Um, You can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts, as well as subscribe to us on YouTube for more short-form content there. Uh, Let's get into it. Let's look at the standings in the NBA this week. Uh, Some changes here and there, not not a whole lot. Uh, The Bulls got a close win tonight against the Knicks. The Nets are still sitting at the very top of the Eastern Conference. So uh, the other thing, the Bucks finally lost tonight. They were on, I believe, an eight-game win streak until then. So uh, you have the Nets at number one in the East, the Bulls at two, the Wizards at three, still holding on to a top spot there, the Bucks at four, the Heat at five. They may be in some trouble coming up here. Uh, And then the Cavs at six. So those are your playoff uh, teams right now, if the season were to end today. And looking over at the West, we have the Suns at at number one, as I mentioned, the Warriors at number two. Both of those teams are 18 and three, looking solid. The Jazz are in third place, the Mavericks hanging on to fourth in the West, the Grizzlies at five, the Lakers at number six, actually climbing back up in the standings uh, after being uh, 10 and 11. They've won their last two to get back up to 12 and 11 and have jumped over the Clippers after the Clippers lost a few. The Clippers were in fourth when we spoke with you guys about the standings last week. So a little bit of shifting around there. You see things are still pretty close overall from about fourth through... 11th in both both conferences but especially right in the west there uh as i mentioned at the very bottom of the standings you see the rockets have won their last four some of that is the competition but most of it is that they are finally spacing the floor and becoming a more <laughs> enjoyable team to watch some great games from christian wood from kevin porter jr uh th- and they've really stood out a, a historic game from Jay Sean Tate uh, becoming uh, only the second player in Houston Rockets franchise history with 35 plus points, uh, 10 plus rebounds, five plus blocks and five plus assists. Bet you can guess who the other one is. Yes, you're right. It is Hakeem Elijah Uh So, that's kind of where the West is standing right now. I did want to mention a an historic game tonight that was played. Um, not really kind of the the history that you want to be making, but we did have the biggest loss in NBA history. Let me get to my bookmarks here so you can see this. So this is from ESPN Stats and Info. Last May, the Thunder lost a home game by 57 points to the Pacers to set a record. Tonight, they lost a road game by 73 points to the Grizzlies. First time a team has lost by more than 70 points in an NBA game. The Thunder now have the largest road loss and the largest home loss in NBA history. Yikes. The score of tonight's game, by the way, it was the Grizzlies, and without John Morant, that we're able to do this to them. Uh, the score of that game, one fifty-two to seventy-nine. Ouch! This is one of those painful things about rebuilding that you need to do. And there are these certain moments in rebuilds like this that I, I think can have long-term negative effects. So, curious to see how the Thunder bounce back from this um you know if if stuff like this happens too often, you wonder if the n b a is going to get a little bit more involved because they have been involved in teams and trades and franchise organization before if the thunder become even more of a laughing stock, I do wonder if they are encouraged to move some of those first round picks and get some more talent on that roster get kind of um back into closer to mediocrity um so, next thing I want to talk about this was this has been a big story all week. Um, it's it's a story that I think you'll probably find frustrating. At least I do. Um, this is from Shams uh, Sharania. Um, this is the NBA statement on LeBron James this week. So earlier this week, LeBron was put into health and safety protocols. And it was said he was going to miss at least 10 days uh, worth of of games. So 10 days, Uh, basically implying all but saying they they can't really come out and officially say such and such player has COVID uh, for privacy reasons, of course. But um, based on that timeline, everyone was assuming LeBron had tested positive for COVID. That's all but confirmed now. Uh, so we have this statement from the NBA here following two negative PCR tests conducted more than 24 hours apart. Los Angeles Lakers forward LeBron James has cleared the NBA's health and safety protocols. James was originally placed in the protocols on Tuesday, November 30th, after a series of tests delivered conflicting results, including an initial positive test that was collected on November 29th. Additional testing confirmed that he is not a positive case in accordance with the protocols and the consistent testing practice that has been in place since the 2019-2020 season restart in Orlando. The sample that produced the initial positive test was rerun twice and returned one negative and one positive result on two different PCR instruments. As a result, James underwent additional testing on November 30th with one test returning a negative result and a second test returning, uh, resulting in a clinically inconclusive result. So people are up in arms about this happening uh, with LeBron James. A lot of people are saying this has been fudged. This has been forced for LeBron James to be able to play again on Friday. um, They took, I guess, Eight tests that were all negative uh, since that time on Tuesday, uh, the 30th. Um, and, and I guess, number one, I, I'm i not surprised the NBA would test LeBron this much. Um, he does draw ratings. He is important for the league. He's he's still the face of the NBA. So, yeah, no doubt they're going to test him a lot. I I find no issue with that. Um, I also think there were there were voices out there that were just really angry that LeBron had tested positive for COVID and somehow implying, you know, maybe he's being reckless, maybe he's whatever, whatever you want to say. I don't know. I I don't know, LeBron James. And honestly, with this whole situation, I don't care. I'm glad he's generating negative tests. Um, I've been critical with LeBron and some things in the past, but this is not something that I care deeply about. If he's testing consistently negative, um, that's great. Even if he was truly positive, even if it wasn't like a false positive test on Tuesday, great. I don't care. I'm glad he's testing negative right now. I'm glad he can come back to play basketball. And I'm not mad at him, even if he was Positive for COVID. I don't think the NBA would let him play in this stage of the game and risk getting other players positive. So I I don't think these are like fake negative tests that they're generating here. Um, I don't know. I'm bored of the whole COVID thing. So that's all I'm going to say about that. If you were outraged about it, or if, if you know, an angle of this that I'm missing here, Please let me know uh, in the chat, whatever, wherever you find this. I I would love to know why it seemed like there was so much outrage about this. Um, All right, we're done with that. Moving on, moving on. Let's talk about next a couple of bad injuries. This is a highlight. If you're watching the video of Michael Porter Jr. missing a layup. Actually, this is the game. Justin and I talked about that. I got to go to live in Denver. Uh, you can actually see me in the, in the back at one point in this video. I won't take the time to point that out. But um, Michael Porter Jr. misses a wide open layup. Seems like he loses the ability to jump. Um, and it turns out this was a nerve issue, um, f- uh, a nerve strength issue uh, stemming from a back injury. Uh, We know he's had a checkered pass when it comes to injuries, but sad news for Denver. It it was confirmed this week. He is going to be out for the season. Just really rough. Uh, Denver has, I didn't mention this earlier, but they have been uh, falling in the standings. Given this injury news, given that Jokic has been out with injury, he's back now, but it's just going to be a tough road for the Nuggets and it just sucks, just plain and simple. You you hate to see this with a very exciting, fun team to watch. Uh, they are now sitting 10th in the West. Um, so Michael Porter Jr. out for the year. Give well soon, please. Uh, update on the Miami Heat. We had news that Bam Adebayo is going to need surgery on a thumb. He will be out at least... Four weeks, that's a rough stretch we've got already. You see the list of players that are injured. Marquise Morris is still out since that Jokic scuffle. He has not played since uh, out with a neck injury. These players were not even traveling with the team earlier today, as you can see this update directly from the Miami Heat's Twitter account. Um, Victor Oladipo is out with a knee issue. Jimmy Butler is out with a tailbone issue. Uh, And Marcus Garrett is out as well. So the heat have been sitting atop the Eastern conference. They've slid a little bit. They're in fifth right now. They're going to slide some more this, this next month. It's, it's going to be a rough month for the heat. This is kind of, you know, I, I wasn't predicting the injuries, but this is kind of more so where I see the heat, ending up in the standings, you know, like seventh or eighth by the end of the year. Um, If Bam's only out for a month, yeah, they've got plenty of time to climb back into the standings. So certainly not as doom and gloom in Miami as it is in Denver at the moment. Um, Let's talk about another uh, issue I want to get to. Another, um, I guess, kind of curiosity. Again, I would ask you know, what you guys think as far as Clay Thompson returning. Uh, look, I'm going to make a prediction and it's, it's not all that hot of a take. We all know the Warriors are more of a threat with Clay Thompson. So I'm not trying to be again, like hot take guy, anything like that. The, the Warriors are better when they have Clay Thompson, if he's healthy, no doubt. They're more of a threat in the playoffs. They're way deeper with him. But you can't get better than the start they've had this season, eighteen and three. Jordan Poole has been playing thirty minutes a game as a part of that. He's been a great surprise, a great playmaker for that team, and all I'm going to say with Clay Thompson, I do think we may see some hot takes from like kind of mainstream sports media, you know your your undisputeds your first takes the Warriors are going to slide a little bit working Clay Thompson into the rotation. That's not to say they're going to be worse off for it in the long run. They're probably better for it in the playoffs. I, I definitely wouldn't argue against that, but it's going to be an adjustment period. And and we need to see how important Jordan Poole's playmaking was to their success, because you'd imagine Clay will take some of his minutes or you have to figure out: Is Clay going to be sturdy enough? Is he is he going to be good enough of a perimeter defender if they want to work him in as like a shooting, uh, or I'm sorry, a small forward um, guard? Guys that are a little bit bigger. We all know typically he's played at the two. Uh, so a lot to figure out there. It can can be a positive for sure, relieving some time for Steph Curry. Uh, having Jordan Poole run a little bit more um, time with with Clay Thompson if Clay looks great when he comes back. Uh, The other thing, too, is eventually we may be working in James Wiseman as well. That's a lot of guys to work into in a very competitive top of the Western Conference anyway. So, again, my point being, don't be surprised if the Warriors slide down to fourth, fifth. Uh, I don't see them getting... Much lower than that, but it's a long NBA season. People are looking for takes, and it may be sort of this hot take at some point of oh, Clay Thompson returning has hurt the Warriors. Mark this down. I, I think someone is going to make that take. All right. Last topic here. Then we're gonna wrap up. We did a long show last week, so I'm gonna keep this one a little bit shorter. Um, the Rockets have a lot of potential injuries um, for this Friday. You have several players who might be missing time. Jalen Green has been out for several games. He's been out pretty much um, this entire win streak that the the Rockets have been on. Uh, He got hurt during the Bulls game. That was the the first win on their four-game win streak. Uh, You see here uh, this tweet from Rockets Insider, Mm Ali Khan Bijani, I'm sorry if I didn't say your name correctly, uh, at Rockets underscore insider. Kevin Porter Jr. is questionable. Christian Wood is probable uh, for this Friday. Uh, Jalen Green out with a left hamstring strain still. Usman Garuba out with a right thigh contusion. He was just coming up from the Rio Grande Vipers. uh, The G League affiliate, Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. We mentioned is questionable. John Wall is still sitting to this point. Um, so this is this is a, a topic of heated debate among Rockets Twitter, and I think we might be making this more complicated than it needs to be. I because here's the thing: I I don't think you want John Wall sitting this whole season. I I don't think you want to just wait out his contract. And I also don't think you want to um, buy him out of that contract. Uh, I do think you, it's a tough contract, but I do think you can find a trade partner for him uh, given he's had this time out. If, but I think if you want to find a trade partner for him, if you don't want to go the buyout route, you have to showcase him. And I think this is the perfect time right now, get him out, get him some playing time. All I'm saying is about 15 to 20 minutes, uh, before we head into, uh, Christmas day. And, And maybe you can have him traded by Christmas. Maybe you can have him traded, uh, by January. Uh, I, I would get him out there and showcase what he can do. Now, Obviously, I I am not um, on the ground floor there in Houston. I don't know if John Wall really has significantly lost a step, has has lost a lot of quickness. Of course, if you believe that's the case, then yeah, you're probably not going to showcase him. You're probably going to chance things. Um, but look, another thing I want to talk about is I, I do agree with the majority of Rockets Twitter that the development of the young talent is of the utmost importance. You want to get them their reps. You want to get them their minutes. My contention would be let's also get past this John Wall phase in uh, Rockets history. Let's get him. Let's get assets for him. Let's move past this so that we can continue to build this team around this young talent. Uh, you know, rumors circulating, of course, about New York. I, I doubt that happens. I've, it seems like you would have to do some crazy things to make a trade for Kemba Walker make any sort of sense. Um, but you can find three team, four team deals to maybe make something like that happen. You can make it a little bit more complicated and get some assets for him. So I think right now you play john wall 15 to 20 minutes per game through december through january if necessary and then you still have a lot of time left this nba season 15 to 20 minutes a game doesn't mean Jalen green is always sitting doesn't mean kevin porter jr doesn't get to be the primary point guard all all these things that we're kind of afraid of i think we might be speaking in hyperbole, hyperbole uh, just over exaggerating the effect that it's going to have on the young talents on this team to play John Wall 15 to 20 minutes per game, especially if he's being a good soldier about it, if he's not, you know, pouting on the bench, any things like that, if he's not demanding that he starts, closes games at all times, all, all that stuff. I don't think he's going to increase win total in a way that's going to hurt the Rockets draft status. And the Rockets have had quite a few injuries lately. And he's someone that can fill in in the meantime. Also gets kind of the NBA off your case that, you know, what are you doing benching John Wall? What are you doing with this intentional tanking? Stop it, knock it off. Um, Get John Wall in there. Let's sell him. Let's get some value for him. And let's move into the post-John Wall era of Rockets basketball. All right, guys, that's what I got tonight. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a fantastic week. We will be in touch very soon. We got several interviews that, that we've just been sitting on their evergreen interviews that we're really excited to release and have you guys see those will be coming out in the very near future. Um, Check out that interview with Sean Grande. Check out that interview with Dave King. Have a great weekend and rest of the week. God bless. Take care. Peace out.